to see the Geula, Mitzvah Shlema, right in the middle of this Fabring in any second right now. L'chaim v'levracha. I'm not from the big speakers, and I was wondering myself how I got myself into this. Not sure that I fit into this group of uh, very inspiring individuals. But I just want to share something the Rebbe says I was looking over the Sicha over and over throughout Shabbos last night and today, the Sicha of Chavzai Nisan, Chavches Nisan of Thursday night, which I was privileged to, to be there myself. It was just a very short time before I myself went on on Shlichas. And when the Rebbe says about Ichlozos Ibrzu Aich, I remember standing there when the Rebbe was saying these words. And of course, the question that is asked. The Rebbe says that it didn't work. So the Rebbe is turning it over to us. What does it mean that the Rebbe is turning it over to us? If the Rebbe did not do it, so we are going to contemplate that we are going to do it. So one thing that I'd like to share that to me was a tremendous inspiration of myself personally in my shlichas and the way it relates to Moshiach and the way it relates to shlichas in general, but the oivahoiker, but like the Rebbe said, the shlichas or ikri, the achin esatzmei, the skol elam kula, the kabbalas play mashiach tirkeinu. The Gemara says about harbel amatimir abaysa. I learned a lot from my teachers. I've learned more from my friends. But when we tell midai yoiser mikulam. And I've had this, I've had the privilege to share this story before. And to me, it's a very, very impactful story that I'd like to share with everybody tonight. And I think really relates to what this Fabrengen is all about. Many, many years ago, but this goes back, I've been on Shlichas now for 30 years. I was able to receive a bracha from the Rebbe by dollars. And Chavvav Adarishen Tovshinum Beis, the day before Chavzai Nader, Sunday night, Chavvav Adarishen, we're looking into exploring the possibility of going on Shlichus to Utah. We had written into the Rebbe, we didn't get an answer. And I decided to go by dollars the last moment, Chavvav, Sunday night. And the Rebbe was told that this was Tzipol, who was asking the Rebbe for Askomo Bracha to travel to, to travel to Utah to see if a new Chabadas could be open. And we're zeichet to receive a hatzlacha rabu muflaga Sunday night, Chavav, Adarish, and Toshinum Beis, March the 1st of 1992. Many, many years ago, I met a young man who came to my group at the University of Utah. A Jewish student, a Jewish female student, brought this young man, and he came to my group and introduced himself. I asked him if he was Jewish, and he says, no, he was not Jewish, but his mother was. Just gives you an idea a little bit of his background, where he came from. He started coming around regularly. Baruch Hashem, today is a chesidish in German, is a lubavish in German. But I want to share a story with you that I think really drills the point home 
that he shared with me and the impact that it made on me, that it really, really left a very strong impact on me. This young man who was a young kid in his early 20s um, from South America. He was here at the University of Utah studying business. And Utah happens to be the Western hub for Delta Airlines. While Atlanta is the Eastern hub for Delta, Salt Lake City is the Western hub for Delta Airlines. This goes back probably in the late 90s, early 2000. And back those days before 9-11 and so on and so forth, it was very common for young people to go work at the airline because the job came with a perk that's called travel privileges. Airline representatives get to fly free as long as there are seats available without a reservation. Nowadays, flights are much more full and it's a whole different story. But for a young college student who's not from, it came in very handy. He has flight privileges and when he's in the mood, he travels, he travels a hen, a hare, across country, across the world, why not? So we started coming around to Chabad house regularly. And then once in a while, he would come to the Chabad house and it'd be like, Rabbi, I've worked too hard. He was working for Delta as a luggage handler. He was one of these guys that throws the bag up on the airplane, not getting tremendous amount of money, but the biggest perk was getting the flight privileges. And he would come to Chabadas and be like, Rabbi, I need a break. I've worked too hard lately. I think I'm going to New York for a few days. I think I'm going to Hawaii for a few days. I think I'm going here, I'm going there. And he went around. Now, this is again, it's, we're talking late 90s, maybe early 2000. And it was a summer day. And he came to Chabadas and he says, Rabbi, I need a break. I'm going to Switzerland for the weekend. He's taking, taking a trip to Europe. Why not? It doesn't cost him anything. He checks the loads of the plane from his computer. He knows which flights are flying half empty. And he gets a flight first class, like a pirate, you know, lay down flat, have good food. Why not? And he went to Switzerland for the weekend for two, three days. He left from here on Thursday. He's coming back on Monday. Came back and he came to see me at Chabaros, rather upset. And this is what he shared with me. And I want to share it with you and really share with you what an impact it made on me, that story. He was coming back from Europe. He was flying from Zurich to JFK, which is about an eight hour flight. And then JFK to Salt Lake, which is another roughly five hour flight. Pretty long flights. He showed up on a hot, muggy summer day at the Zurich airport, and he wanted to be comfortable. How does a young college student fly comfortable in the summer? He came wearing shorts, wearing a tank top, a sleeveless shirt, no socks on his feet, and flip-flops. He shows up to the gate in Zurich, and he flashes his Delta employee card, asking for a boarding pass. And the gate agent hands him over a, a, a boarding pass and she puts him, where does she seat him? She gives him a seat, the very, very last row of the airplane, right at the end of the airplane, right where the bathrooms are and the kitchen is, where all the grumpy people get together when they are tired from their flight. So he looks at the boarding pass 
and he tells the gate agent, he says, wait a second, wait a second, why do you put me in the back of the flight? I know the load of this plane, and I know that there are plenty open seats in first class. Why don't you give me a first class seat? I'm entitled to it as a Delta employee. So the gate agent takes one look at him in his face, and she says to him, it's because of how you're dressed. Again, how was he dressed? He was dressed in shorts, tank top, no socks, and flip-flops. He wanted to be comfortable in the summer. And he engages back to the, to the gate agent, to the Delta agent, and he says to her, because of how I am dressed, he says, look around the gate area and look around the passengers around the gate area. Look at how, how they're dressed. They're, even, they're, they're wearing even less than I do. So why, what's up with me or why me? And here's the word that she tells him that I'll never forget that reverberate in my mind every day. The gate agent says to him, these are paying passengers. Paying passengers, we have no control over how they show up for a flight. She said to him, you are a company representative. You represent Delta Airlines. And Delta representatives, company representatives are held to a higher standard. So he says back to her, he says, are you saying that if I take a taxi and I go quickly into town and I buy myself a pair of proper slacks, dress pants and a button down shirt and a pair of socks and a pair of shoes, I get to fly first class all the way from Zurich to JFK and from JFK to Salt Lake? She says, absolutely, but not the way you're dressed. The way you're dressed is not fit for a company representative. And he told me that when he came, he said he was, he looked at quickly at his watch and it was not to be able to take a taxi, go into town when the plane will start boarding any minute. And he said, he set himself on the airplane in the last row of the plane, flying from Zurich to JFK, eight hours, set sitting there all uncomfortable under the banner of flying comfortable. And the same from JFK to Salt Lake. Why? Because company representatives are, are held to higher standards. Friends, brothers, sisters, shluchim, anash, anybody that calls him or herself a Lubavitcher, a chassid, a makusher of the Rebbe, I think this day, this day of Chav Ches Nisan, Chav Zayin Chav Ches Nisan, as the Rebbe writes in the Sicha about a specialty of Chav Zayin Nisan, which is Shemen Zay Zoch, Chav Zayin, and Chav Ches is Koyach. And then the Rebbe mentions that he goes into Chav Tes, which is Erev Rosh Chodesh, and then Rosh Chodesh Iyar. This day, 31 years ago, of Chav Ches Nisan, has to achieve a change, as the Rebbe says numerous times about Moshiach, that the first thing we have to change as far as Moshiach comes is our mindset. We cannot be in the mindset of accepting the status quo of the Golos. What does it mean in practical terms? In practical, practical terms, there's people on this call that are a lot wiser than me and Grace Mashpim and Grace Chassidim and big Fashteyers and I don't measure myself against it, but I can just tell you the way I look at it. 
I think until Chavzai Nisan, Tavshi Nun Aleph, I think many of us could have had the imagination of being bystanders, whether it is paying passengers or bystanders, the Rebbe is going to do this and we're just going to hop along for the ride. And when the Rebbe is telling us when the Rebbe said when the Rebbe is telling each and, every, each and every one of us you are a company representative. You're not a visitor. You're not part of the audience. You're not, even a, you're not even a pain passenger. You are a company representative. You are a makusher to me, to the Rebbe, who together with us undertook the plan to bring Mashiach to the Derash as the Rebbe told us on Yuchvat, Tavshin Yudalef. And the Rebbe was reminding each and every one of us that our mindset has to change. We have to regard ourselves with anivus and humility and modesty and we are all nothings, whatever you want. But at the end of the day, we are company representatives and company representatives are held to higher standards. And whether everybody call and everybody can check with their mashpia and with their rav and with their mentor, whatever you want. Whether it is matters pertaining to Chitas, to Rambam, to, 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 to Davanin, to Tzdoket, to Chsidishkai, to learning Chsidis, whatever it is, company representatives are held to higher standards. We are the Rebbe's company representatives. And the Rebbe gave us the privilege in that Sicha, when the Rebbe says, I turn it over to you. Don't expect to come on to this plan to bring Mashiach to this world in a passive fashion, that I'm gonna get it done, and you're just gonna come along for the ride, you are gonna to have to sit in the driver's seat together with me. We are the Rebbe's company representatives, and we have to achieve to change the mindset within each and every one of us. And by doing that, we will talk about today's gala, so take it for me, Yad.